Oh, morning, everyone. What a day we've had already. What a, what a feast. And, um, and I just do want to honour all our amazing mums in this house, all our single mums, all our mums that are spiritual mums, haven't had children, but they're just nurturing so many other ch- people all around the planet and in the nation. And, um, and like um, and Ruben said, all our dads that are taking on that role of motherhood too. And we just, there's so much to honour to all these women that are raising um, these beautiful kids. And, um, and the theme today is the secret place. What a great theme. And I've been thinking about that theme, and, um, and I was thinking about this scripture. And um, this one of my, it was my lifeline scripture, and uh, it was in um, Psalm 91. And there was a season, this was just, it was my lifeline. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And the reason it was my lifeline is because I was going through a, um, a, a season where I was just under such um, huge attack that I couldn't sleep. I was fearful. I just was, um, my tum- tummy was in knots. I couldn't eat, um, hardly eat food. I was just lost um, heaps of weight. And, um, and I was just um, so struggling in life. And, um, and so how he would have to, uh, uh, at nighttime he'd just be um, stroking my head and, and speaking the word over me to try and, try and help me to have peace inside of me because I was so tuned up. My tummy was in constant knots. And this is the scripture that became my lifeline. It said, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the fowl and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers under His wings. You shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. And it said that you shall... um, you shall not be afraid of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the perilous pestilence walks in darkness, nor of the, um, the uh, what's the next one? Let's have a look. Nor of the arrow that flies, no, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, the most high your habitation. No evil shall befall you. No plague shall come nigh your dwelling. Awesome, eh? For he shall give his angels charge over us to keep you in all your ways, lest you dash your feet against a stone. You shall stand on the you shall stand on the lion and on the cobra. You shall tread on oh you shall tread on the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot, because you have set your love upon me. I will deliver him and set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call to me and I will answer him and I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. I, with long life, I will satisfy him, show him my salvation. You know, this is a lifeline when you are absolutely in the pit. This is a lifeline that God is going to be your shield, your hedge, your protector, deliver you from satanic attacks, cause you to be able to, to, to stand on snakes and scorpions, to cause you to be able to rise through the most difficult situations because you, when you've got sicknesses and plagues around you, to be able to be safe. Where is that secret place? Where is it? I got to know. I got to, it's my lifeline. You know, we got to know where is that secret place? Where is it? I don't know. I couldn't find it. I thought, I thought it's, it's, it's got to be God, you know, but I've got to find it to really dwell in it, to live in it, because it's when you dwell in that secret place, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have this protection. This grace is going to be around you. You've got to be able to dwell in it. So where, how do I get in there? How do I dwell in that secret place? Well, Jesus knew exactly where it was, and he found it. 
And Jesus found the secret place and he dwelt in it. And from that place of the secret place, he was able to be able to declare to, the, to every single person around how beautiful the Father was. In that secret place, the atmosphere shifted and changed that people would come for miles and miles and miles and multitudes would just come and listen to him because he was living from the secret place. And wherever he spoke, he could say, there was like... Um, there was the um, Pharisees and the scribes trying to trick him, but he was immovable, unshakable. He could stand completely safe and secure in his father's love and know who he was and be able to have a perfect answer for every situation. He was a rock solid in the secret place. He was unmovable and unshakable. Where was the secret place that Jesus was in? We've got to find where was Jesus? <laughs> well, if we go to, if we go into, John chapter um, 1, verse 18, we're going to find where did Jesus, where was Jesus? No one has seen God at any time. So even the Pharisees, the scribes, even it said, even all our amazing prophets and, 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 and priests from the Old Testament, they hadn't really seen God in His fullness and the beauty of who He really, really was. It's like they had glimpses and parts of it. But it's like no one could really see the fullness of God. No one had seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father declared Him to us. He could see perfectly who, for the, for who the Father was. He knew that he knew that he knew that he knew that he was a beloved son. Before he did anything, he was a beloved son. He could lean right in into the Father's breast, into the Father's bosom, and be at complete bliss inside of his spirit. He was in complete and utter rest, no matter what came. You know the storm that there was, and it was raging out there while he was fast asleep, knowing that he was resting in the Father's love and the Father's bosom. He was at complete rest. You know, um, Paul said to us a, a few months ago, and it really, it really was um, impacting to me. And he said that Jesus, um, Jesus came, and when he came to die on the cross, that wasn't the only thing he wanted to do. When he, he came, he died on the cross, and that was fantastic. But the ultimate, ultimate thing was, it, was that he was wanting to make you and me into a beloved son. Isn't that lovely? He wants to make us into beloved sons. Yes, he came to deal with sin, but that's not the, that's not the full stop. It was the, it was the beginning to get you on a journey into the beloved son and sonship. To, for you and me to be in the bosom of the Father, to be leaning our heads, to be able to rest in the Father's bosom and to be completely safe and know that we're beloved children. We are wanted, we are, we are seen, we are known, we are, we are dreamed about. From the beginning of time, we're dreamed and destined, predestined to be sons and daughters of God. The whole dream of the Father, and Jesus fulfilled every dream of the Father. He was the most beautiful, beloved, He was the Father's greatest joy. Because He fulfilled the Father's heart was to get you and me into that sonship and to be beside Him again, close into His heart, to, into inside His loving arms and into His beloved, but, um, beloved um, sonship. And you know, the, son, the, the secret place is a person. It is Jesus Christ Himself. He fulfilled all the law of the Old Testament. He fulfilled everything that the prophets spoke about. And it was Jesus Christ fulfilled it. He was the dream the Father wanted us to, 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 see, the, 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 um, to see God. 
And it says, and the neat thing is, is that we don't have to try and be in Jesus. Because in, in um, 2 Corinthians 1.30, it says that God put us in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom for us. So we don't even, I used to try, I used to try and be in Jesus. I used to try and read the Bible to see what I had to do to be good to, to God to accept me. And that was my journey to try and to see, what do I do? What do I do? What do I have to do? But you know what God's wanting us to do is to see Jesus when we go into the Bible. <laughs> It's that he wants us to see how beautiful he is because he's fulfilled everything, every jot, dot, every tittle, everything that is to be done. He's completed it. And we get this privilege to be put in by God into Jesus. And our job is to receive. Our job is to rest and say thank you. Our job is to look. Our work is to look at the sun. Remember it says that um, this is the work of God to believe in the Son of God. As our work is to look into Jesus. And, to, and where's Jesus? Resting. But knows he's a beloved son. Seated in heavenly places. Where are we? Resting inside Jesus. Seated in heavenly places. Beloved sons and daughters. The planet is down here. The earth is groaning for the manifestation of sons of God. The earth is groaning. The planet's looking for. He's the firstborn of all creation. And now he's the firstborn of all creation because now he wants us as beloved sons and daughters to rule with him as co-partners and to bless the planet, to decree life over it, the seas, the, the waterways, the trees, the, the bees, the gardens, to bless them, to bless our children, to have gateways. We are gateways of heaven by Jesus Christ. Our homes are blessed because we have the authority in Christ to have a heaven inside of us to bless our children. The demonic stuff has to flee, has to shift, has to bow its knee because we are children of God. <laughs> we are beloved children. You are wanted. You are seen. You are known. You are in the Father's delight. Father is absolutely thrilled with you. Not because you've been a good girl and a good boy. <laughs> it's because you're trusting in Jesus and resting in Him. And He's looking at Jesus and His righteousness. And it pleases the Father that we're looking into Jesus. And it pleases the Father. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we're transformed by looking into Jesus. You know how it says that? That our transformation comes when we look, when we gaze. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, Thank you, Papa. You are just the best. <laughs> He's the dream. <laughs> but we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, that the, Lord, that, that the Old Testament was veiled and we couldn't see Jesus, but he broke that veil off. And now we look into Jesus who's completed the fullness of the law and we look and we gaze into him and it says that we are transformed by gazing into Jesus. You know that, you know that, that I love this. I just got a revelation the other day from Luke and it says that in Luke um, 24, it said that when the guys were on, going from, Jesus just resurrected from the grave, and he saw those guys going from Emmaus, and, um, and they were walking down to, from Emmaus, and he was walking beside them. And then he started to say, verse 27, Luke 24, 27, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded, this is Jesus, expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. How about that? From the beginning of Moses 
and all the prophets. He expanded to them and expounded upon them all the scriptures concerning himself. And then we look at verse 32. And they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us? When he talked with us on the road, when he opened the scriptures to us. You know, that's the whole idea of going to the Bible is to look into Jesus, to find who Jesus is, to see that he's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the bright morning star. He's the one who's our righteousness. He's the peace for us. He's the peace in the storm. He's the one who never goes away. He's the one who's our, who's, who's, who's our, 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 he's our bread. He's, our, he's the, the feast, the table inside the, in, the, in the presence of our enemies. You know, so look into Jesus. And this is that when we look into Jesus, our hearts start to burn. And you know what it says? You know, it says that we're to meditate. I love um, Joshua 1.8. And it says that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night to observe all that it has. That is in, in it. And it says that we are to, um, then you will make your way prosperous and, you, and we have great success. How is it to meditate on, it says the law, to meditate on this word day and night? Well, there's one who's fulfilled all this law. And we're to meditate now on him. Meditate on the one who's fulfilled it all. And it says that we will have great success. You know, meditation, it says, I was looking at what meditation means. It means to, um, to mutter, to ponder, and to imagine. And it means to imagine. And it says in, in, um, in Ephesians 1.18, it says that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened. And you know, we want it not just be in here, but we want it to be here. We want to live from it. We don't want it just to be a head knowledge. We've got to have it a living, living life on the inside. Meditation is what we need to do. You know, so imagine. It's our minds. The New Age people have used that imagination, and we've, we've thought it's a bit scary to do that. But no, it's the, it's a, he said that, that he, got, he created man in his image, and it was good and very good. It's very good. Our imagination is a beautiful gift from the Father to be used for the glory of God, to imagine Jesus, to think about Jesus, to know Jesus, to dwell in Jesus. I love, my, my, part of my secret place, the joy I have, is at nighttime on my bed. I love being, a, if I'm awake at night, it's my favorite, it's my enjoyment time. I just start thinking about Jesus and enjoying just resting in His presence. And, um, and like, like Ruth said, He's with you everywhere. You know, we have wonderful times. And I have to have times and enjoy Jesus in the morning. But then he's go with, he goes with you everywhere you go. He's in bed with you. And so, and, he, and you know, our, our, our broken places are the, are the place for his glory to shine out of. And I remember as a little girl, about 13 years old, and I, I was brought up in Christchurch, and we didn't have, um, we didn't, that, that was very conservative, and, um, and so there was not much hugs. The little kids got hugs, but, but I was the oldest, and so I didn't get hugged. And, um, and so I was, when I got to about 13, I thought, oh, I just, I just longed to have a hug. And I wish my mum and dad would hug that, but hug me, but oh, wouldn't it be so awkward if they did? I don't know what I don't know what I'd do, and um, and so it was um, unfamiliar. But this need inside my heart was to be hugged. And then um, sometime later, I was in worship, and um, and I was worshiping the Father, was worshiping Jesus. And then during the worship, I saw a very clear picture of Heavenly Father putting me in His arms as a little girl, as a little baby, and just holding me in His arms. And that has lived in my spirit forever and ever. And when I go at night time and, in, and during the, in my, my times with the Lord, many, many times I just go into that place of my imagination, back into that place and just resting in the Father's arms. 
close to his bosom. Right there, loved, wanted, desired. And it's like, and you know, then, I've, then at times as I've thought about that, I've, just, um, I've often just sat on the Father's knee. I just feel so safe with him that I go into heaven on the throne, sitting on Father's knee, and I just rest there putting my head against him. And I just feel so safe and it's bliss, absolute bliss, just to be on the Father's knee, resting in his presence. That's what Jesus has done for us. It's not our own good works that's got there. It's, and that's the place of our brokenness brings us into these places. You know, another place that I've been broken was that um, I've had a massive struggle with rejection. And, um, and, and abortion's been down our family line. And so, and I was going to be aborted. And so that's one of those things that when you're womb, you've, you've had a big, massive struggle with, re- with rejection. And, um, and so I, one time, um, I just, I did another thing that the Lord did Oh, and so actually, sorry. And, and, it, and so one time I just saw this beautiful photograph of Josiah um, Shaw. And, um, and he had a brand new baby and he was at home with his uh, mum and dad. They had the fireplace going. He had this brand new gorgeous little baby. And he was lying on, the, on the, the carpet. He'd taken off his shirt, lying on the carpet with his brand new little baby and just sleeping with his hand on the baby and just resting. It was pure bliss. That photograph just got me. And, I, and then at night time, at some time at night, I just had this sense that where, where do I want to be with you, Father? Where do I want to be? Where can I come? And I felt like, I like, felt like Father's just taking me to be like that little child, to be like on a big, huge papa. And I was this little baby just resting on his, on his heartbeat and hearing his heartbeat and just a blissful just rest. And oh, it's just incredible when you just rest on the Father and just feel his heartbeat and just rest in his, in his perfect love. You know, he just wants to take us into these, and that's our places of brokenness. You know, there are opportunities for the glory of God to take you into, un, to, into, into the heart of the Father. You know, wherever your broken place is, it's an opportunity for the glory of God to shine on that weakness to be his glory place. So it's not a, it's because you might have had a big struggle, there's not a problem for him. It's a place for glory to dwell upon, where Jesus gets all the glory, where he becomes the beautiful one. He's the seen one. He's the delight because he makes a way. Where we couldn't make a way, he makes a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so our mums, I just want to honour you because you are a beautiful Daughter of God, you have um, the, these gorgeous children. You have the responsibility to raise children. These are eternal beings, beautiful, born a dream from the Father is this child who are going to be in the, in the future. They're going to be our, our kui is on the marae, our komatu is on the marae. They're going to be our teachers. They're going to be our, um, our our policemen, they're going to be our businessmen, our entrepreneurs are our little children. We get this privilege to shape them. And it's not easy. You know, I remember going to have my quiet time and I remember writing my book, my quiet time is not a quiet time, it's a noisy time. Because <laughs> whenever I popped up, there seemed to be two or three children. I've got five children. They used to pop up. When I got up, they seemed to be always to come up as well. But I used to just think, okay, I'm just used to get angry and frustrated about that. But then I used to think, okay, I'm just going to take Jesus with me. 
and I sit here with Jesus. And if I have to sort out problems, I have to sort out problems, and I'm going to do it with Jesus with me. And I'm going to do it in the presence of God. And we're going to do it together with Jesus. And so we just did it with Jesus, you know? And so we're just going to do it with Jesus. You know, He loves you. He loves this season. He's gentle with the nursing mums. He takes, He's careful with the nursing mums. He's not harsh with you. He's not saying and beating you up over the, saying you should be do this and you should do that. No, He's with you. His presence is on you and in you. And you are a gateway. Your home, way, home is a little piece of heaven. And I had this scripture yesterday, and it's one I loved when I was um, raising my children. It's in Deuteronomy um, 11. And um, it talks about teaching the word to our children when we rise up, when we sit down. And, um, and you shall teach them to your children. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart. So the neat thing is you can put the scriptures over your, and I had them over my loo, over my kitchen sink, over my bedroom, over the doors. I had scriptures everywhere. Because as a busy mum, you're just full on. But you can have scriptures over the place to be able to look at what Jesus is saying over us and talk about it to the children, you know. And I lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontless between your eyes and you shall teach them to your children and talk and speak about them. Somebody said one time, when you get a rima from the Lord or something fun, nice and live from the Lord, talk about that to the children because it's got living life on it, you know. And um, speak to them of them when you sit in your house, when, you, when you're driving in the car, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall write them on your doorposts, over your kitchen sink, in your house, over your gates, that the days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. Isn't that beautiful? That God's wanting our homes to be able to actually have the that it be like heaven on earth, that the days be like the days of heaven above the earth. We have this opportunity to be able to be inside Christ, who's opened that great doorway. And, it's, and that He, in His presence and His, in His great love, has given us the beauty to be our carriers. The, this glory is in the earthen vessel now and here. And we are instructors and ones that can really lead our children into and, and open our homes up and the families up. We can talk about Jesus and the very presence of Jesus there. You know, when Jesus was with the, um, with the disciples and they were talking about who's the greatest, and He took a little child, and He took the little child, and He said, whoever receives one of these receives me. And we're receiving Jesus when we receive our children. We have got Jesus with us right there in our home and family. And so we are, we are, we are beloved daughters that, are, that are, are being able to see these little lives and bring great respect around them and to be able to see how Father wants to grow them and, and, and love them and build them. And we get this privilege to do it with Jesus and, and, and partner with Him. And so our secret place is as we just look into Jesus and He is that beautiful secret place. And what a great theme, the secret place. You know, I've been thinking about, you know, my, my own quiet times are a whole smorgasbord. Sometimes it's, it's like just, just, just worship. Sometimes it's worship and words. Sometimes it's a word that just keeps being alive in my spirit. I want to write it in my, in my journal. And then other words just keep coming alive and I just write those in. You know, it's an organic relationship with Jesus. You know, it's a relationship. It's a person. Just like we'd be with Howie. He wouldn't like it if I just, um, if I just, 
just did the same thing day by day and just was, with it, with, was just rules with him. It's an organic relationship, a life-giving, he's a life-giving spirit, you know? And we get this joy of getting to know him through his word and then getting to experience him through worship and meditating on him and leaning in with our imagination, experiencing him and resting in him and then being able to, to journey and to be able to bring our children into this glorious relationship as well by the power of the Holy Spirit and, grow, and ask his wisdom. Yeah, so bless you, Fanu. I think I'm probably a bit but <laughs> So I just want to honor you all and, and just thank you for so much for this privilege. Awesome.